with an addendum. I've said addendum twice. If ever I say an interesting word in the show, I always end up saying it twice and ruining the effect. I'm reviewing the film The Immigrant now, um, and most of that's going to be spent on information relating to why and the where. So The Immigrant is the latest film by American director James Gray, and it was it featured at the film uh, Cannes Film Festival, but not the one just gone, the one the year before. And it was in the running for the Palm d'Or. And this was the Cannes Film Festival that opened with The Great Gatsby, remember. Um, Gray has worked with a number of um, set actors throughout his films, for instance, The Yards, Little Odessa, We Own the Night, and so on. He'd often feature, say, the lead pairing of Mark Wahlberg and Joaquin Phoenix, which is an excellent lead pairing. This time, um, Wahlberg's not present, which is a sad thing, but Joaquin Phoenix is, and so is Marion Cotillard and Jeremy Renner. Um, who's been more famed for appearing in, adventure, in movies like The Avengers recently. It's a film that's based on his personal family history. Um, it's about Marianne Cossillard, who arrives in Ellis Island, the famous entry point into America, uh, which is notorious for being a, a brutal place and, and you know full of hardship for a lot of these immigrants fleeing um, persecution or poverty in Europe. In this case, they're Polish Jews and they arrive after the First World War and are desperate for a new life in America where their aunt and her uncle live. Um, Sadly, at the immigration terminal, her sister is ripped from her as she has tuberculosis and put in an infirmary. Marion then heads off, um, she thinks, into American life uh, with no money and nowhere to go apart from her aunt and uncle, who then apparently don't exist anymore and Joaquin Phoenix is perusing the aisles of the incoming uh, potential immigrants into Australia and she's refused. Something happened on the cruise on the way over and apparently they believe that she could be a woman of bad morals or low morals and also the fact that the address that she's given for aunt and uncle doesn't even exist. So she's refused and she's set to be returned forthwith back to Poland, much to her distress. Joachim Phoenix is there, however, to save the day. And he takes her back to his place and says that she can get work there as a seamstress. It doesn't take a genius to work out what is going on. And obviously the inevitable happens. Joachim Phoenix for... Well, he's a 1920s pimp and he owns a showgirl place and to all intents and purposes, all the women that work for him actually love him. And that's one one interesting fact about the film. He's actually defended more by the women working for him and seems to be nicer towards them all um, than Marion Cotillard's character seems to care for. She seems quite... um, downbeat about the whole thing and about the fact that she's been sold as a sex slave but everyone else seems to be having a really good time (laughs) i don't know why um that's one of the more interesting factors of the film and the film follows her deciding to work first as a dancer and then as a prostitute in order to get money to get her sister out of ellis island from the infirmary um, where apparently money regardless of whether she's sick or not will get her out. She also comes across her aunt and uncle, who it seems are actually actively avoiding her because of the accusation of low morals on the boat. Now, the film itself was shown at Cannes last year, 
And if you follow the release dates, every single country on earth that's had a film festival seems to have had this film shown in competition. And I really hadn't heard a great deal about it, which considering the cast and considering the director and the fact that it was a relatively high, about $15 million budget, which might not sound like anything today, but for a, for a personal project and for a, something that is certainly shot spectacularly well, that's probably the highlight of the movie is how beautifully and evocatively it's shot. Marilyn Cossillard is astonishing and possibly Oscar-worthy, although what year that would actually have happened in, I don't know. And Joaquin Phoenix, they're never, good, they're never bad, either of these two. They're always excellent in films. He's very good as well. But, and this is why I'm reviewing the film, it's just got a, a release last week in America and in a, a small number of theatres. So whether they're testing the water that there would be enough of an audience for this film, and I really can't see why they haven't given it a bigger release. I'm sure it can make back that amount of money. Um, even if it isn't a big success, I'm sure just having those people in it, um, it would make back $15 million, uh, $16 million. So it could potentially be released in the cinema here, it could potentially come out on DVD, or we might never hear of it again, um, which seems really odd to me. Um, I would say the problems this film has, and they are large, are the exact same problems as the other two films I saw very, very recently by the same director, which is one of the reasons I'm reviewing the film. And he's such an interesting filmmaker in so many ways. But then he's got the same flaws in every film. And they all relate to the same things. Um, the main thing is writing. Um, I noticed that he also wrote Blood Ties with Clive Owen. I reviewed that film not too long ago. It had a small release last year, and all of the elements for that were in place. In the exact same way I would review one of James Gray's previous films, I reviewed Blood Ties, not knowing he had anything to do with it. And that is, it's got great actors, it's got great characters from the off, and it's got a very undramatic, uninvolving story and very sort of cliched moments and very rote characterizations and no character development at all and is boring and that's the exact same thing i said about blood ties i would have said about the two films i saw the yards and we own the night everything about the premise the setup the actors and the initial characters was was great and he shows amazing visual flair there's a sequence in we own the night which is a rainy car chase which is one of the finest sequences I've seen in the last 10 years in cinema. It's a mini masterpiece sequence. But again, the films are always quite boring, quite cliched, and he doesn't seem to be able to write an interesting story. The problem here is Marion Cotillard gives an Oscar-worthy performance, but there's zero character development. She's exactly in the same headspace and you know exactly as much about her when the credits roll at the end of the film and you think someone going from being a very puritanical person that has horrible things happen to her on the sea voyage to america to working in the brothel that there would be this huge arc or story and there just isn't and everyone sort of is in a holding pattern it's like this guy gets employed because of his writing ability but the writing ability is the last thing that he's got he needs someone else to come in because this is such a missed opportunity to have these actors, that setting, that premise, and the cinematography is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It is in all his films. 
There are none of the really kinetic, dynamic moments that have almost saved films like We Are The Night. But it could have been so much better. Not just the fact that it was dreary. I would say this, Great Gatsby was at Cannes last year. And so was this. And The Great Gatsby, I said, the first half of that was the worst film of the whole year. But I would still rate The Great Gatsby above this because it was entertaining and his films aren't entertaining. They can be a chore to get through. And it's I just wish someone would take this very talented guy and give him a much better writer to work with or stop him writing the stories and realise how one note his movies are and how dreary they are. So real tragedy, I'm going to give The Immigrant 6 out of 10 and it really deserved more. And in fact, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's on like 85% or something like that, which is an 8.5 out of 10. It's just, it is so dreary and it's so one note, it just isn't worth it, which is a real shame. So 6 out of 10 for The Immigrant. And a track now from last week's feature album. I'm not going to play all of it. I'll play 